American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Mastering your emotions so you can be a safe space for the feminine mm, is yes. actually, to me, the art of masculinity. So I would think it means two things to me. One, it's always like in the eye of the beholder. So realize that it's okay to have a different view than somebody else. Two, it's always being created and recreated. Uh, I, I think it means an openness to growth, an openness to learning, an openness to looking at what is masculinity in me and having curiosity about what parts are serving me and what parts maybe aren't serving me so well anymore. And so the art of masculinity is truly that. If you can master being a lion and a lamb, you've mastered masculinity. The art of masculinity to me means knowing how to gracefully dance between both the feminine flow and the structure of the masculine. This is The Art of Masculinity with your host, Johnny Elsasser. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Art of Masculinity. Today is another day and it is in September right now. And this is uh, end of summer, so I know people are getting sad. I personally love fall and winter, so I'm super excited. Um, I'm tired of being hot. Sorry, guys that love summer, but you know what? It's nice when it's cool outside. You can always put on more clothes. You can't take off enough, and then it becomes illegal if you do. So anyways, <laughs> welcome back to The Art of Masculinity, guys. Thank you for joining me again for today's episode. I was having a conversation about need and want or need and desire. Let's go that route because I like the the desire word better as opposed to want. Um, but when we look at the things that we do in life and why we do them, do we need to do them or do we desire to do them? It's a big, big piece to our decision-making process in which if we can ascertain which one it's coming from, we can make better decisions that align with our highest self. So not to get too esoteric saying highest self, but let's say most authentic self, right? So if you're on your path of becoming a man who's owning his authenticity, which means you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you're probably putting in some of the tools you've heard on here, um, some, some of the things you've gotten from the guests that have been on. And so when we take that and say, okay, is it a need or a want? If you're putting these things into practice, you're listening to what's going on on the show, then you're starting to become at least more aware of your thoughts and actions, right? So if we're going to be our authentic self, we're aware of our thoughts and actions. That's the first step. We know this um, because you're not fixing it overnight. It is a constant step forward, one foot in front of the other every day to essentially break that neural connection for the old patterns and then create new synaptic hardwiring. So when we're doing that, that becomes constantly training on the way that we desire to show up in the most authentic way. And so we've also, let's say for instance, we've put into practice some of the things that we have gone over on the show, or if you've attended any of my group coaching or done one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, um, you know this is assessing 
your current frame of mind and perspectives, right? And so if you're assessing those and then you have assessed and then reframed, then you also understand this awareness piece. And for everybody who might just be joining us, awareness is just, you know, what it is. It is exactly that term. Uh, ensuring that you are just seeing the patterns, seeing the thoughts, seeing the actions, and actually taking note of them, whether in the moment or shortly after, but understanding that you're doing that. This allows us to really identify key areas in which we falter, and it also helps us to identify key areas in which we do really well and that we want to continue to build on. So that being said, when we're looking at need versus desire, the first thing is we have to understand our awareness of a need and desire. A need is when you somebody tells you you can't have cheese today. All right, we're just gonna go cheese because if I was stuck on an island for the rest of my life and I could eat one thing, it'd be cheese. You know. Uh, so, anyways, just love it. But if you could only, or if you if somebody says don't eat cheese and you're like cool, I can do that. But then the next day you're like, fuck, I really crave cheese. Like I really crave some cheese right now. Is that a need or a desire? You hadn't craved cheese for a month, two months, a year. But as soon as somebody told you not to do it, it became a need, not a desire, right? And so understanding when that becomes a need, when it drives us to do something, when the action drives us to do something or the proposed inaction drives us to do something that becomes a need guys. And if that is your, if that is your driving force for the actions in your life, the need, what you're doing is you're actually developing a negative connection to the outcome of whatever it is. So when you, even if you get it, even if you say, okay, I have no self-restraint, I'm just going to go grab the cheese um, have some, it'll be fine. I'll start tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing it tomorrow. Cool. Even if you do that, you're going to have a negative outcome from eating that cheese. More than likely you're going to feel shame and guilt because you were expected not to eat it. And then you went and did it anyways. And then you're going to negotiate with yourself saying that you're going to do it tomorrow. So when it becomes a need, it becomes a negative driving force to us in which we attract the negative behaviors and negative outcomes as the result. But when it becomes a desire to do something, not a need, so essentially you're making the conscious decision to have something or to do something, nothing is provoking you other than the fact that it will make you happy and you desire to do it. That is a different conversation. When we understand this, the reason why I wanted to go over this is because men, we all have vices. We all have vices, okay? Every single man in this world has a vice. Some men are better at having restraint and knowing exactly what precursors put them into the mindset of gravitating towards that vice. Most men don't have the awareness to understand that when they do a certain action or when they put themselves in a certain situation, the vice is what drives them. The need is what drives them, not the desire. And so this becomes incredibly important in our lives because whether it's sitting at home, drinking a beer, whether it's not working out that day, whether it's 
watching a football game and not paying attention to your family. Now that we're getting into football season again right now, trust me, I'm a big sports fan. I do love stuff. I don't really watch it as much anymore because it takes a lot of time and there's things that I should be doing like serving my community. So ultimately I make a decision on that. I make the decision that my desire is to support my community. My desire is to grow my ecosystem and to impact more men. But if I were to allow putting on a football game drive me, it would be a need because I'm withholding it from myself. It would be the football games driving it because I want to sit down and just watch a football game. But my desire is to actually grow my life, grow my influence, grow my connections. That's what I desire to do. So I make that choice. That is a choice. It's a conscious awareness of what route I'm taking. Now, if I desired to watch a football game, because say, for instance, I had gotten ahead of all my work, I had done all my stuff that I desired to do to continually increase my connection and my uh, ecosystem and all of those things. And I had a desire to watch a football game because it just felt good for me to do so. Then I would do it because the desire was there to do it. But right now that would be more of a need than a desire. It would be the game or the thrill of the game, the, um, the chemical response, the dopamine drop from watching the game that's driving me as opposed to the desire for my life. So that's kind of a key indicator and that can become a vice. This is where addicts end up having an issue is because the vice becomes stronger than their desire their desire to be healthy, their desire to have better relationships, their desire to not be reliant on drugs. This becomes a different conversation. And so when we allow the vices to drive us, we are conforming to a need as opposed to a conscious awareness. So for all of us out here, it's understanding one, you're not alone in your vice or vices. Every man has them. And two, it just becomes figuring out the way that you can best conquer that vice through focusing on a desire and determining whether the action is based around a need or a desire, right? So making sure that you really understand what that is. So maybe one of the key tools you can take from this episode is write down your vices, guys. This, this is a very uh, strategic thing that you can do is write down your vices and then say, hey, okay, here are my vices. What are the scenarios in which these vices get provoked? If you can uh, neurologically connect those two pieces, then you can actually have the awareness that when the situation arises, you can either pull yourself from the situation, change the outcome of the situation, or consciously be aware of where it puts you and make sure that you don't go to that end state. So really uh, understanding that and making the conscious awareness of what you're doing, making the conscious decision of what you're doing, what you're feeding. Are you feeding the life that you desire to have or are you feeding the vices that are holding you back? the vices that keep you in the current state of affairs that you're in. That is what you get the opportunity to do. So the best case is to write these things down so you can understand them. You can one, get them out, out of your head, right? That's an important feature here. Um, that's what we do with journaling. And then two, what you can do 
is then really assess them, become aware of them because you're visually seeing them. You visually can picture each one. And if you want to take it a step further, you can actually look at the vice, the scenario, close your eyes and visualize what puts you in there and then visualize a different outcome. Because as we know on the show, if you can connect emotions with your current present moment, your emotions of where you desire to be with the visualization of that, you can actually create, create a, a neural connection where that outcome is going to be in your life because now you're manifesting it. And then there's other things to that too, but we'll just stick with that. You're manifesting that outcome because you're now emotionally programming it into your mind and into your brain. You're allowing yourself to be connected to that before it even happens, right? And so if you can repeatedly do this, you can change the outcome of every time you get in that scenario. Um, I was talking about this recently, but if Dr. Joe can, Dr. Joe Dispenza can recreate his spine with his brain through visualization, you 100% can recreate your outcomes of any scenario through visualization, any scenario that puts you into a state of wanting to conform to your vices. So if you can do that, guys, you're going to get a leg up on your vices. You're going to be able to understand them. And then you're going to be able to be a guy that is somebody who has the power to overcome those vices willfully and consciously but it takes your work. Nobody else can do it for you. So I hope you guys take this from this episode. I hope you guys do the practice that I'm telling you guys to do. And just make sure that when you start to put that into place, give yourself some grace, okay? It's not gonna happen overnight. Most people are not cold turkey kind of people. They have to make progress, right? So the first step may be, ah, shit, it happens. I gain awareness over it afterwards, and then, but I knew it was going to happen. So then now I get to pay attention more closely the next time that this comes into play. Give yourself a little bit of grace. It won't happen overnight, but you're on your path to conquering your vices. So I hope this really helps you guys. This is something that I do, again, pretty much a lot of what I teach you guys on this show, the things that I go over are things that I put into practice on myself because I know if I'm using it and it's working for me, there's other people out there that it's going to work for. So I truly do this. I make sure that I understand when my vices come into play. And there's been times that I have not won that battle and it's caused me to be more perceptive and it's caused me to have a heightened state of awareness when I get into specific scenarios. And then the other thing is sometimes new vices may come up from a scenario you haven't been in in years. I mean, years. And all of a sudden you realize, crap, that scenario puts me into a position of me wanting to do X. Okay. Either I need to remove myself from that scenario, which I haven't been in in years, or I just need to be understanding of it, aware of it. And if that comes up, be conscious of what I'm doing. So that is okay as well, because you're not going to have a grasp of every single thing. So use this tool on the ones that come up and use it more importantly right now on the ones that you do know about. So you can start fixing those and changing the patterns that you currently have.
All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to hop over to iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five-star review, tell everybody what you love about the show. We always appreciate that, and I greatly appreciate your support. We are over 300 episodes at this point, guys, and it has been so much fun. We are not stopping, and I just truly, truly love doing this podcast because I truly love everybody that listens to this. You guys are what makes this podcast function and we are just continuing to grow and be a force in the men's development space. And so that is all due to everybody that is joining us, everybody that subscribes, everybody that's shooting me comments. I mean, I truly appreciate you guys. So as always, remember to drop the ego and stay humble until next time.